Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Price Fix here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined as always by my buddy, DJ Mitchell. We're talking about six games in the NHL here on Thursday. DJ, how you doing, my man? I'm doing real well. I mean, I, I kind of been solely focusing over on, on DraftKings, on the lines, uh, make it not lines, I guess, the slates. And just been been crushing lately. Uh, We have a little bit of sweat going on tonight as we're recording on Wednesday. Nope, don't want to get too deep in the weeds on it. Just need Rantanen to have a quick hat trick and I'll win 10K. Not a big deal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely, you know, just to start it off, the the, the Oshie, um, TJ Oshie, I had him 100%. It may have been narrative driven as well as what a, story. Like a really good play. Yeah, that was but really yeah cool. just really, you know, not it's not about me winning any money. It's more about him and you know the, the heroic hat trick effort after the passing of his father, who was obviously instrumental in his everything. So, you know, great, great story there. That game in general was just an amazing watch. I texted some of my buddies that that are in that into hockey. I know they were out for single de Mayo. I was like, hey, like if you're at a bar, turn on that Rangers game. It's on national TV. Um, it should be really fun. And I was getting some texts like, Oh my God, this is a crazy one. So for people, first time watching hockey, uh, maybe not good for getting used to that because you're not going to get that very often. Um, but we can get to this late. Anything you want to start us off with though? Uh, no, I mean, not, not really about Wednesday, Wednesday, I feel like it was a good night of hockey though. So looking forward to another good one here on Thursday. Uh, before we do that, I do want to talk to you about price fix, uh, the title sponsor of this show. So Show them some support. Show us some support. Head on over to prizepicks.com and sign up using promo code MMM. Uh, PrizePix is a really sort of revolutionary type of fantasy game. Um, so really, you know, I think you should be checking it out. Uh, what you do over there is you look at their board and it's real simple. You, you make five selections based on the over or unders uh, for given players across any sport and you can win up to 10 times your money. Uh, so for example, in the NHL, You'll see a bunch of players listed. You'll get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a block shot and a shot on goal. And if your player, you know, you take the over, the player goes over, you you win. Like that's that's all you do. Uh, it's real simple. Um, uh, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over there. Use promo code MMN when you sign up, and they'll even give you an up to one hundred dollar match deposit bonus. So, uh, DJ. We are here to talk about Thursday's six games in the NHL. Um, anything you want to cover before we get into things? Well, I mean, I was also going to talk about price picks for a quick second. Um, just the one thing that I mentioned last time, and I just want to mention it, if it's legal in your state and you're doing all this research and you're taking all these prop bets um, on, over on DraftKings where you're getting different lines, right? So let's just say, for example, you saw ranting in two and a half and it was like minus 200 well you just at least check it out over on price picks where you're not having this like decision like oh well, i want to be minus 200 you could just take sort of your one two three single shot props and look if they're there and if they're there you know you put those together 10 extra money potentially up to if you do five so it's, it's a really good way of doing it um they even have uh, the one that i'm really excited for that it's a little bit newer they, they do have that for a couple rounds is the uh, single, I guess, stats for golf. I think they're really interesting because your golfer, if you pick a guy that has a really high, you know, ceiling, really low floor, they have four or four and a half birdies or better as one of their stats for their board, um, which would be really interesting if a guy 
like, you know, price in Deschamps, but who drives it a mile, but could, you know, the next hole hit one out of bounds. So I think that's a really interesting way of doing it. If you really like a golfer, I know Jeff over on the Mayo Media Network is super high on Victor Hovland, you know, so just clear jam, put that in your board first, four and a half. And he had, uh, he forced a bet into, I guess, fruition of Hovland win by three strokes. So he's got to have at least four and a half birdies or better. Uh, get that done. So don't, I mean, it's really, it's a cool site. Even if it's not in your state, just go check it out. Give it a look it, you know, things are going to be legalized more and more. And that'll be a really fun tool um, to, to keep around. And I mean, if you're jamming enough, as much as we do, you, you want to include every, you know, angle and edge you can get. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, good, good, good uh, point there. If you're doing all the work anyway, just check them out. So uh, let's start things off on Thursday, talking about Chicago at Carolina. Uh, Carolina, I mean, they just, you know, slaughtered Chicago the last time. Looked like Chicago had a chance. Nope. Andre Sachikov said nope. Um, and he finally hit a freaking shot prop. You know, we, we were finally just like, all right, Andre, you got us. Like, it's just the Sebastian Ajo show. It's the Tabo Teravainen show. Sachikov, you know, pretty much got all of his positive shot regression in one game, uh, scoring two goals on, I think, seven shots on goal. Um, so another smash night for the first line in Carolina. I'm looking at this money line of minus 278. Uh, and I, I don't know, I, I kind of want to go with Chicago here, but Chicago just is dead. So um, I, I'm just staying away from this one. I think uh, the over under is priced at a six. Finally, we told you to jam that over on yeah, Tuesday. That was, that was I still think, favorites. yeah, I still think the six is, uh, is a nice over here again. Um, just, you know, Every time these teams face off, there seems to be at least seven goals. Um, so I'm I'm real good taking the over at any number, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, looking at hockey vis, and, and it's not always 100% accurate. Hockey vis makes it seem like Patrick Kane was on the ice for eight total goals in that game. Uh, two, yeah. four, and five, or what? Two, four, and six against one of them being on the power play. So that's an insane stat from last game that I just wanted to mention that you know. The, they're they're really trying to push play. They're really trying to get it going with their top guys. Um, the one guy in, in this game, if you're you know DFS or not, you know, is definitely um, Adam Gaudet, who was on the first power play um, and played with I believe Kane. Yeah, Kane and Strom. Um, so yeah, uh, Adam Gaudet to score. I'm trying to even find it. Plus five forty. Um, it, it's probably one of your. It's gonna be your value of the night if you want to put some money on a guy to score. Is he the highest rate shooter in the, in the world? No, but he's shown it in the past when he was on Vancouver, he was a guy that I think a lot of like minimum projection, he was always right around minimum salary actually kind of had it's a little bit higher than most, but he is one tip away. And I'm guessing he's got in the front, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, yeah. So he's one tip away from winning you some serious cash. If you put, you know, 20 bucks on that. So uh, that's probably the best bet in this game, as far as a single singular prop. Um, for that, like I said, 540. I mean, you're getting those, that's like defensemen that don't even play in the power play sometimes or, you know, or power play two guys. So I really like that one a lot. Um, anything else you want to mention up the top? I think the over easy money. I'm, you know, the Chicago side's fair enough here with that kind of insane value at plus 233, but I'd rather just not touch it. Just put 20 to them, God, that like, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I like Alex to bring it shop prop. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's leading the team in shot attempts over the last 10 games. So I'm, you know, I'm very in on him. He seems to be on a bit of a run right now. Uh, five goals in his last four games, goals in each of those. 
Uh, six shots on goal last time out. He's averaging a shade over uh, just about three and a half shots per game on the year against this Carolina team. So even though Carolina is a good possession squad, Debrinket still gets his. Um, so I think taking the over on two and a half or even three, some people are, you know, you might find a three just to sort of get those odds boosted a little bit. Um, I do like Debrinket a whole, whole lot from the Chicago's side. Uh, I will side with everything you said on Adam Goddard. He's one of my favorite DFS, you know, minimum salary plays on the entire night. Um, so you, I do like that take. It. I was going to say that really quick, briefly. You you yeah. might need it. I I know the lineup that I've like already started with while we were kind of doing other podcasts was like, oh boy, minimum salary need. Ah, Goddard's oh, right yeah. there. Perfect. There he is. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So you know, that's just sort of uh, the Chicago side. On the Carolina side, you know, we. Like we said this last time too, like the you know the Carolina first line I think is the one you want to be stacking up. Um, I, I don't know that I'll do it like DFS, but I'm not really looking to sort of try and guess on Natchez night uh, at 5700. I I don't really trust him as far as shot props or anything go, and even Vinny Trocheck just, just doesn't really seem necessary. Just take Svechnikov, take Aho, take Dougie. You know shot props. DFS, anything else, like it just doesn't seem like there's any need. Uh, Those are the guys on this squad. And as they go, the team goes. So yeah, you could see some, you know, fluke nights from Jordan Stahl or Vinny Trocek and they're in great spots, but I'm not really one to sort of take the chances on those guys when they're such more solid contributors uh, on the first line in Carolina, which means I'm not that different from the field. (laughs) Um, So any other thoughts here on this one? No, I think that the obvious is, is Dougie and to bring it for the overs. And those are this, like, don't get cute with it. That's, yeah. that seems really good. So we can move on. Yeah. Um, we'll move over to the Rangers at the Bruins, the Rangers are back to back. They'll be without Panarin. I, you know, I highly, highly doubt they're without Busnevich. I mean, he did kind of throw a fist stick at Mantha, but there's no way they're going to suspend him after not suspending Wilson. So he he should be back. So looking at their lines is going to be real jumbled and kind of a mess. Um, but against the Bruins, who, I mean, it's a five and a half over under. I think that's actually pretty fair. Georgia have probably a net and probably two Rask for the Bruins. Not a, a huge interest for me. I, like I said, I kind of shade the under. I, I don't want to kind of either bet either side in this because I think it could be a bit of a toss up. The Bruins are, I think, a, a nice little favorite here, but I'm not sure if I want to mm-hmm. take it at 205. I'd probably rather try to find a prop that I like. Um, Zabinija has been super hot shooting the puck. He should see a huge role again. I don't think he hit a shot prop at three and a half. Um, I think he ended up with just three. So uh, that was a little bit he's, underwhelming. So, but Zibby's actually been at two and a half lately. Um, depending on the book you look at, yeah, he's, he's, he's seen his line drop a little looked. bit. So um, anyway, you know, that doesn't really matter because no. number's a number. But um, So what are your thoughts overall on this game? Yeah, I, I think for me, I... I don't really want to chase the Rangers side. I mean, they should have been as fired up for, you know, Wednesday night as any game on the year. And they pretty much just let Washington walk over them, uh, you know, on the scoreboard, at least, you know, TJ Oshie and all that. Um, it, it just wasn't a great look from them. You know, look, they're without Artemi Panarin. He's the guy who's, you know, dragged them through a lot of the season. Uh, they were without him for a stretch and they weren't very good. They were, you know, he came back and they went on a bit of a run. So unless Sabinejad's really going to carry this team, which, you know, I just don't really see it. Um, I think they're pretty much just a team that I'm, you know, removing from my consideration for the last few days of the season. 
Um, on the Boston side, I think Pasternak's real interesting. I mean, he didn't have the crazy shot on goals uh, last game, but he did pick up two points against the Devils. Um, and that's coming, you know, he played six games and only had two points in those six games uh, while he was shooting the puck. So there was a bit of regression coming for Pasta. I think the shots will come and I think the points will be there for him. I, I'm not really worried about him. What I really like about Pasternak is he's a point per game player and you are never going to find him at lower ownership on a six game slate because of, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, there are and even Carolina. There are so many other ways to go. Um, and I think Pasternak is certainly a guy that I really like in tournaments on DraftKings. And I really like his shot prop, you know, just taking him to hit four shots um, should be right around even money. Like it, it's, it just seems to me the, my preferred way to bet this game, unless you want to do something maybe like the Bruins and the under. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't really feel great about that because I like the Bruins, but probably not as much as, you know, the minus 200 line indicates. Um, so you know, that's just sort of where I'm thinking. I'm looking to David Pasternak from this game. Any of the depth pieces in Boston interest you? I know we have a number of options down there, um, and we are going to need some value, you know, on the slate in general. Uh, any of these sort of long shot goal guys, you know, uh, stand out to you in any way? Um, hold on, I'm trying to look at the the one that I was thinking of. I doubt it's that good. And Nick Ritchie plus 310. He was on the first power play last game, so... It's not the, the worst thing you could do in the world. We've seen the rate shooting from him being fine. Um, the second power play unit actually, I think is pretty solid now with Taylor Hall. So Coyle and Smith were on that. Um, Coyle only seen, saw 13 minutes, but Craig Smith, what are his odds? Are they not on? I think 255. Eh, it's kind of a toss up. I mean, I think it's, yeah, Richie would make the most sense there um, just because we've seen the, the rate shooting that you'd want to see from taking a guy at that kind of a, uh, a range um so that's probably the only one and i'm not that strong on it i'd rather like just kind of move on yeah um we do have jake uh, i mean nothing extreme i was maybe thinking about jake debrusque because he's come back to a fourth line role but he's 2600 and like i don't know like jake debrusque should not be a why I don't know, man. I guess Taylor Hall really just stole his job, but um, he's certainly a guy that I'm just keeping an eye on. And then Craig Smith, the other, you know, he's just a real solid, uh, you know, limited minutes, but real high shot rate. So always a guy who could really blow the top off of any slate. So I like him as a value saver as well. So let's wrap things up there and head on over to the Devils at Islanders. The Islanders minus 240 favorites coming off of back-to-back losses against uh, the Michael Hauser-led Buffalo Sabres. Um, you know, the, the, the Islanders looked okay in those games. You know, a lot of it was just sort of, you know, goaltending. They put up a ton of shots, don't get me wrong. Um, but they've been showing some weaknesses, especially defensively, that I kind of like the over on this game at five and a half. Um, I'm not quite that bold to go devils pull the road upset in, you know, a Kyle Palmieri revenge game or anything, but I do think there will be goals here. So give me the over on five and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I think the over is very fair. Um, I would be shocked if Barzell isn't back in action in this one. Um, wasn't hurt or anything. They just kind of sat him. So I'm interested to see what the lines end up shaping out to be. I've been a huge fan of Bavillier. I know I mentioned it. He was one of my 
kind of cover boys in the last podcast. And he did not disappoint. I think seven shots on goal and a goal there just looked freaking awesome. Absolute, you know, just another jam yep. play. I think on DraftKings again versus the Devils, his price does not reflect. Um, Pulak did season power play time, which was again, I was what I was hoping for. And they were staples of a pretty nice night over on DraftKings for me. Um, ben Pulak had a goal, which again, it's one of our favorites. It's always been, he has such a great shot. And when he uses it in a game, sometimes those shots come in bunches. So that's huge value on this slate is the Islanders in general. If we get any confirmation of Barzal being in at 5.3, I think that's, again, that's a really nice value piece. Um, and to score, he's plus 195, which is the fourth best odds. I, I just don't think that's correct. So you could probably talk me into that. But Villiers plus 205, still think it's a good um, bet there as well. Um, and then Jack Hughes, 370, geez. Uh, I just don't have a lot yeah. of time for picking picking New Jersey guys against the Islanders. So, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about New Jersey is that like they do have some guys who are contributing. Um, like Sharon Govich at plus three twenty, he's been playing like a you know he's been playing real well. Um, Sharangovich, that's right, your boy. Um, right. So he just sort of seems like. Uh, I don't like, I don't even call him like point chasing because he's, uh, he almost reminds me of just like, uh, <laughs> it's weird. He, he kind of reminds me of Kyle Palmieri when he was alongside Hughes and like Taylor Hall, like, or not, uh, he's sharing Taylor Hall, you know, that year. Like Sharon Govich is just really taking advantage of Jack Hughes creating space offensively and he's just capitalizing on it. And, you know, it's a play on DraftKings where he's already been priced up to sort of account for his recent run. Um, where he has five goals in his last four games, uh, or five games, excuse me. Um, but it's just plus 320 seems a little bit long, especially because I like the over here. Um, it does seem like the, the Hughes line has been generating a lot lately. So that's where I'm looking. Um, any other sort of value pieces? I, I know we have like a Josh Bailey or whatever yeah. on the Islanders who's been productive. Um, but any anything else there that you wanted to mention? Um, I mean, I think that the one thing to mention is that the devil's defense, uh, it is like, you know, like, you, what you, defense? <laughs> yeah. If you play, if you have, you know, any group chats, you want to play a quick game of try to name as many starting defensemen on the devils from last game. Um, I mean, I, I pretty much have it up. I could have it up in one second here. The guys that saw the most minutes are obviously Severson. Um, he's a, he's a fine player. Uh, Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Connor Carrick, Kevin Ball, and Matt Tennyson were the top six. I mean, that is just like at least three or four guys that are potentially sub NHL guys, um, which I don't know if any of these players are inherently like a great DFS play. Uh, Butcher was on the first power play unit. So if you are stacking it, I think that has some sense to it at 3,800, but I I think you like such a better play for just a couple hundred more. Um, yeah. But the, really the reason I bring that up is because the Islanders could really pump a, a bunch of goals on them. Um, and that wouldn't shock me at all. So I think the that value on the Islanders is really strong here on this DFS slate with Matthews and McDavid. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I you know, that's, uh, <laughs> it's tough defensively for them, but just in terms of value, like, yeah, these sort of injuries are where you got to look to uh, uncover, you know, ways to fit in these massive studs. 
surprisingly cheap is Kyle Palmieri. Like, I mean, 3,300 is just absurd. So, I I mean, like there are a lot of value pieces in this game. So it does seem like a spot. I will be just, you know, uh, sprinkling in some plays from this game across uh, my lineups in DFS. So uh, any lean on the money line? We didn't really talk much about that. The Islanders at minus 240. Uh, Any interest in like a puck line or anything like that here? I I would do the Islanders puck line rather than, I just would rather do it. I mean, it's just... I don't know. Minus 240, you're just getting a medical and a half. I mean, why not, right? Get the empty netter. They're a good defensive team. Why not? So sure. we can move right. over to the Sabres at the Penguins, which, man, the book's just not really giving the Sabres any respect. They're plus 293 against, you know, I still think a pretty good Pittsburgh team, and I'm not going to bet it. Um, I don't, I never bet for the Sabres or against the Sabres. It's not my thing. Maybe next year when I'm going to games again, I'll get a little courageous after a couple of, uh, courage pops and <laughs> and uh put some money on it for fun but as of right now no thank you i'm just gonna stay away from that uh i just jammed the over so what are your thoughts yeah um hmm, i was actually feeling the under on this one and wow. almost you know almost not because of michael Don't hauser or anything but like Calder just Cup winner michael hauser as i call him did he actually win a calder cup no oh i meant calder trophy Oh, he's only okay. played in the ECHL. Like, he yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, he, no, yeah, I, I, for the I said the wrong okay. thing. Okay. That was me. No, all good. Um, yeah. So like this game, obviously you have to like the Penguins because you know what the Sabres are doing. Uh, I mean, we saw it happen with Pavilion last night. Like he put up seven shots on goal, scored a goal and the Sabres still won. Like, it's just one of those things where they're playing such an up-tempo pace that, like, I, I just think that either goalie is in a great spot. Um, so that's sort of where my initial lean is. And then thinking about the over-under, it's like, do I really think that the Crosby line sort of takes the lid off of things? Like, not really. I like Malkin a good amount, you know, now that he's back from injury. Um, but it's nothing that I think really makes me think like, Oh, I can't, you know, I, I, I need them to get like four goals or whatever. Cause I don't see the Sabre scoring here, honestly. So that's just sort of why I'm on the under um, more than not uh, starting with the Sabre side though. Anders Bjork playing on the first line with Sam Reinhardt and Victor Olofsson. Like I know Jeff Skinner's had a rough year, but Anders Bjork, really? <laughs> so what are your thoughts there? And you know, what are your thoughts on his uh, two goal game for, uh, the Sabres last time. I mean, is it a fluke? I would I wouldn't say it's a fluke or it's like completely unobtainable for him to do it again playing with those guys. Uh, the one reason why there, I, I would say there's a pros and cons to Anders Bjork playing him in DraftKings and um, maybe even taking him to score. Uh, the pro is that he's going to get the minutes. The minutes are going to be there. They have been consistently, and I can't imagine they break that up that top line that looked so freaking good. Um, that's pro number one is you, know, you could see 18 to 20 minutes. Uh, con is that his rate shooting has never really been there and three shots on goal might be his right around his ceiling, at least at this point in his career. Um, so that's kind of the trade-off you're going to get with him, but there's no reason not to do it. Um, if you need a guy at 2,700, we already mentioned a couple of punts. We might get to a couple more. It's fine, but I really would rather just like put, you know, a little bit of money on this to score and move on. I don't know if he's going to end up making the cut in my DraftKings lineup. Yeah. And the guy is just a, a touch worse is Tage Thompson still. And I just think that he has a much better chance of actually scoring, like at a more of a consistent level. Like if I was going to put money on both of them every single night to score at the end of the year, which 
could be a fun little way of doing things. Tage is just a better like player to score a goal um, than Bjork, even though he's at a much better line, which is why it gives him a touch of an edge. But they're like, at least even as a playing field. Um, yeah. Um, any, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. I don't have any arguments with that. If you are in on, you know, Anders Burke being a pass first guy, Reinhardt's been off the chart uh, charts yeah, in, yeah. in terms of shooting. So Bjork maybe find his power play run, by the way. Tage does. Bjork yeah, doesn't. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that <laughs> uh, Sam Reinhardt is just on this insane run right now, I think getting over on him at two and a half is a, a good way to sort of bet on the tempo of this game without having to buy into these, you know, really juiced up Penguins pieces. Um, but if you had to pick one, my favorite is probably Evgeny Malkin. Like yeah. he came back from injury, had three points in two games against the Flyers and also had six shots across those two contests. Um, so, you know, it seems like he's back. They didn't rush him back too soon or anything. So I think she's, he's in a real nice spot to keep things going in my estimation. Um, but you know, anything else before we move on to the last seven o'clock game? No, um, I think that that pretty much sums it up. I think we caught most of the news and notes. Like, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. So yeah, why don't we move over to the Montreal back-to-back Canadians after a tough, tough loss to the goalie I played in DraftKings, Anton Forsberg and the Ottawa Senators playing the Toronto Maple Leafs who are playing well. They have all season. Um, I mean, this game kind of starts and ends with Austin Matthews. Uh, he has, you know, over the past 10, been one of the, if not, I think actually maybe the best high course per 60 player in the NHL. Um, just, just unbelievably good. At only everything. 83 um, shot attempts in those 10 games, you know, like, yeah, you know, ho-hum, ho-hum, doesn't matter. Not a big he's, deal. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I mean, I, I would say he's a mortal lock in DraftKings for me, um, but I could end up getting talked off of it. Um, but the one note going into this game is, um, well, there's a couple notes. Let's let's get to the first one. The, the lines was Thornton, Matthews, and Marner, Galchenyuk, Tavares, and Nylander. Um, Hyman, Nash, and Brooks all were out. Um, Hyman, though, kind of closer to return than maybe we expected. The main thing, though, is that Rasmus Sandin ended up practicing in the first power play unit, um, which was Matthews and Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and then, like I said, Rasmus Sandin. So not Morgan Riley. Um, Rasmus Sandin comes in at a nice reduced price of 3K on DraftKings. Um, hasn't really had good rate stats all season. He's played eight games seven shots on goal, seven blocks. So not even averaging one per in either category. He's never had over one shot on goal in a game. Doesn't help this cause much, but at 3K, if you get, you know, three shots plus blocks and an assist or two, he could definitely work out for you. Um, and, you know, we were talking really high on um, Bramstrom, Bram, Bramstrom for Ottawa, who ends up getting three assists. So close. What am I? Why am I, I, I? Why is it not coming to me? You, you tried to put an M in his Brandstrom. Brandstrom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, a, a guy that goes on get. You never know, right? Sometimes taking those cheap defensemen work out, and this is a case where I think you might need to go cheap at defense on DraftKings. Um, but Matt, let's say you on this game as a whole. I'm kind of diving into the deep yeah, into the so... weeds before we even get to the the base level of Toronto minus one ninety and Montreal plus one sixty two. Yeah, so there's an interesting level of urgency to this game. You know, now that Montreal just, you know, completely failed to seal the, you know, basically slam the door in Calgary's face, um, it does seem like Calgary might blow a winnable game against Winnipeg, which could have made all this irrelevant. Um, but Calgary at the current moment is two games in hand, 
with a win, they would only be eight points back. So theoretically, Montreal should still be gunning for this uh, W. But man, they do not look good right now. Of uh, getting just you know stomped by Ottawa, not a good look for them. Um, so I'm in on Toronto at minus 190 here. It, it just seems like Toronto is still playing for something. Matthews is still playing for, you know, basically his insane goal pace. Like, you know, the, the more goals he scores, the more historical uh, the season becomes, honestly, just because of, you know, he's, he's on pace basically for what a, a 65 goal season, an 82 game season, something like that. It's just ridiculous the way he's scoring goals. Um, and it's coming through just absurd shot volume. And I don't think that Montreal will be able to stop him, particularly if Shea Weber continues to miss games down the stretch here. Um, so it, it's just an area where I'm, you know, I'm thinking Toronto should be in the echelon, in the echelon of, you know, maybe not quite Pittsburgh at minus 360, but in the Carolina range of like minus 250, like mm. I would probably still side with Toronto there. So give me the Toronto puck line, bump that up to about plus 135. Uh, Cause I think Toronto just, you know, lays another, uh, <laughs> lays another hammer down on this Montreal team and, you know, just takes care of business here easily as they sort of coast into the playoffs and wrap up the number one seed in the division. So uh, that's sort of my overall sense of this game while you got into some of the specifics, but anything else you wanted to add here? Yeah, who, did Jay Gallon start in that right for Montreal against Ottawa? Am I losing uh, my mind? I, I actually don't know. Uh, well, yeah, why are you looking that up? Because that would get Kane and Primo, uh, Primo in that. Primo, yep, Allen Primo. started. You're right. Yeah, probably. So that even helps Keith. the Toronto side. Primo. <laughs> Keith Primo. That, no, Kane yeah. and Primo. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, right. So yeah, I think that would even boost Toronto's odds even a little bit more, and maybe the books aren't quite seeing that yet. So um, yeah, definitely like that take a lot. I can't really think of any other new. Oh, the one note that we had on Montreal was it looked like Josh Anderson didn't bump up to that top line with Suzuki and Toffoli. We have maybe we'll get confirmation on that, but that's something that we're assuming, I guess, at this point. Uh, they're getting you know kind of pumped by Ottawa, so probably want to make a change. <laughs> but that line would you know potentially correlate on the power play. Uh, you know, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow, check out the hockey biz, check out the you know, they, I doubt they skate, but check out before the games at seven, um, before lock, and you know, that could be a really savvy take against Toronto, who gives up a lot against. Um, that's gonna be a super low owned like top line, but we'll get mm-hmm. to the last game of the night. Um, we have a, you know, six in the Vancouver Edmonton, um, which I think they hit on both over sixes in the past two. We actually, did they? Was it no, they, they only had uh, five, uh, five last time. Oh, out. my God, because Vancouver can't score. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So here we are, Vancouver and Edmonton. Seems like every team that plays Vancouver scores at least four. So <laughs> I'll just let you get started with this one. I don't want to go into the – you go crazy again, starting this game off. So are you jamming Edmonton at minus 250? Yeah, I am. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, Connor McDavid has the points race locked up, 93 to Leon Dreisaitl, 75. The goals race, he's down by eight to Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid could easily say, hey, I want to win the Rocket this year. And he could go out and try and score four goals. Like, like they are literally going to just let him do whatever he wants. Like Like, they will probably pay Vancouver to pull their goalie so that McDavid can get more points. Like it's just one of those things where um, his, his pace down the stretch here is just otherworldly. Um, and, you know, I just don't think Vancouver stops him ever. Like, you know, he played the slate a hundred times. I think Matthews is, or uh, I think McDavid and Matthews too, but I think that those two guys are just by far the best plays on this entire slate. 
Um, and McDavid to me is, you know, head and shoulders, I think above Matthews, just because of how, uh, you know, how condensed it is on just McDavid Matthews, theoretically, William Nylander could have four points and, you know, that line could do whatever. And Matthews is just coast like Edmonton's not doing that, you know? Um, so, you know, for me, it's the Edmonton money line, maybe a puck line, but I'm not too about that. But I just want the McDavid player props, man. And I want the Drysaddle player props because when Drysaddle plays alongside McDavid, he scores goals and he takes way more shots than when he's without uh, McDavid at five on five. So to me, it's just the best of both worlds. I'm jam, jam, jamming these Edmonton boys in and probably going Tyson Berry as well. Like maybe leaving off Pugliarvi, going Barry, um, similar salaries. And I just much prefer the power play matchup to, you know, try to guess Pugliarvi's spike nights. I mean, Evan Bouchard saw a run with that first unit. He did. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. How much you're reading into that. But I mean, Evan Bouchard after two months, a two month hiatus, um, you know, where I think some people took down some GPPs with some Evan Bouchard stacks. Uh, he was back, you know, one goal, two shots, two blocks, you know, 20 points. That's been his ceiling. He's 3,200. Uh, I think it's a, it's a real nice savings. Um, so, you know, I, I think you just talk me into just playing those three together. Yeah, and it, if you do it that way, that, that gives you a, a chance of getting at least this Matthews in there. And yeah, I really you know want that. I mean, you know, it's clinically insane. Darnell okay, Nurse right. plus 195 to score a goal. Uh, you mentioned of- you mentioned you mentioned Evan Bouchard getting power play run. That's because Tyson Berry is with the first unit. But Evan Bouchard was with the quote unquote second unit, which is basically just you know getting Chase on and Barry on there and replacing them. With usually it's a lot of shots on goal. I know he does. So, but how many times is Donald Nurse getting breakaways? Like he's literally gotten multiple breakaways in the last week, and like I don't know how it keeps happening. But he's a freaking defenseman, priced at less than plus two hundred to score a goal without any power play certainty. Like it is, I mean, (laughs) come on. Um, so, you know, over on FanDuel, where I can actually bet the no to it, I'm hoping it's sort of similar. And I'm just, I mean, something's got to give soon, right? And, you know, of course, Donald knows we'll score, you know, he'll get the busted play, empty net goal or something, and, you know, just screw me. But it's just one of those things, like, really like this is what we're doing for fun where we're, we're betting on Darnell nurse to score goals as a defenseman. Like, you know, I, I, I just don't see it. So um, that was just my one sort of rant related to this game, but otherwise dry McDavid lock it in. What are you looking at from the Vancouver side of things? Cause you know, theoretically yeah, Vancouver yeah. could score. Yeah. I think, and I really think that it's going to go through that the top, uh, the top four or five guys here. And um, Niels Hoglander is, is one of my kind of, becoming one of my favorite players. Um, you know, he has the shot bonus in the last time out against Edmonton gets the assist. The one knock on him is they did take him off that first power play unit, but I think he could be right back up there again, playing with Miller and Besser. is just so, so good. Um, you know, getting around 20 minutes of ice time. He is just kind of everything you want in a, in a DFS asset down at 3,600, which is, you know, ability game money, but those two right there, I, I think I'll end up having both. There's such good values on this slate. I, there's really the only thing is the power play usage, like I mentioned, but he actually did get some run with the top unit. Um, he kind of mixed in a bit. So it might just have been a situation where he was at the end of a long shift and maybe missed yeah. some time. Well, but I'm, I'm hoping yeah, they, they, they get back from Pearson. They tried Tanner Pearson there and, you know, he's been there for part of the season yeah. and whatnot, but uh, 
let's just say Pearson did not have one of his best games. Hoglander obviously had a you know real strong game given his shot production and putting up a point. And um, certainly, you know, if you trust the announcers, I tend to trust the announcers because they see games very similarly to the coaches, just like, you know, knowing uh, who's, you know, who's hustling or whatever, like, sure. Um, Hoglander had a great game from that regard. He was everywhere. So I would not be surprised to see Hoaglander keep his, you know, keep his cushy role in the top six and also get, uh, you know, a fair run with the power play one uh, in this game because they got to, you know, they just got to run the kids out. They got to, you know, make sure that they're getting experience for next year. And, you know, it behooves them for Niels Hoaglander to be a guy who can actually take that next step uh, when they get Pedersen back and everything like that and keep a, you know, competitive team into next season. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Hoaglander is where I'm going for sure on the Vancouver side. Uh, there's the six games. I mean, that was pretty quick. Let's yeah. do you want to recap a couple of our favorite bets for the listeners and then talk about a couple of DFS stacks before we get out of here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that any of these money lines are real tough. Like I think every one of them minus one, everyone but one game has at least a minus 200 or worse, um, which, which is crazy. So I think, with that being said, um, the Islanders puck line is probably my favorite um, of all the games. I know some people could say, well, they lost two in a row and there seems to be some turmoil and they're not like they'll write the ship. And with that devil's defense, especially if they go back to Wedgwood, which I kind of expect, they could give up a nice uh, bushel to the Islanders who, you know, might have a fired up Barzell. Um, I, I like that a lot narratively too, with Zajac and Paul Mary. I like that just adding a little bit of zest and, a cherry on top to it. So that's one of my favorites. Forgot the cuff. And my favorite money line is the Leafs. Um, you know, yeah. like, yeah, they're, they're maybe putting some training wheels on Sandine to see how he runs the first power play and all that. But I don't think that means they're taking this game lightly, so to speak. Like, I think they're literally just saying, you know, everything else will be normal. Like the, the time on ice and everything else, like they're getting Matthews's run. I, I think uh, given his, you know, his goal scoring and all that, um, and I think they literally just want to give Sandy a, a chance and then they, they'll probably put Riley back there for the, for the playoffs. Um, so give me Toronto minus 190. I don't really see why they are the quote unquote least favored home team on this slate. You know, we just saw Montreal put up a giant egg and they've just not been playing very well as of late. I, I, you know, I've never really liked their uh, underlying numbers even, you know, it, it's been, it's been a tough go, honestly, for the last little bit for Montreal. So this will be just another chance for me to pick on them, I guess, and hopefully be paid off for it. Um, favorite for player prop. Is that where you're yeah, going for, with? For, yeah. For shot props. I think there's two or three that are really interesting. Um, Dougie, Leon, um, I think Reinhardt and um, uh, Dibrinkit, those are kind of the four that to get started with. Um, if the vintage had two and a half and if you can find decent odds on that, that's super strong as well. Yeah. Uh, I will second the dry cycle. I, I like him to score a goal. It's like minus minus one ten. You might be able to shop around, find it at plus money, you know, plus plus one ten. Uh, that would be excellent. Um, I really like him to score another goal here. And then just one other thought of getting Malkin, like take his shot prop. I think he's, you know, I think he's going to hit three. I think he certainly has, you know, the sort of five shot upside looking for in DFS. And a lot of these center talk will, you know, be focused around, rightly so, around McDavid and Matthews and then figuring out at wing defense, you know, where, what you do, meaning that guys like Malkin and Aho and Tavares will just sort of be lost in the shuffle on this slate. So um, that's a couple of thoughts there. 
If you, you know, if you want full DFS talk, we will give you a sampling of our top stacks, but we do, uh, we do have the morning skate podcast, a show focused just on DFS with an episode for this Thursday slate. So be sure to check that out. Um, spend some more time with DJ and I, as we you know, talk about Thursday, but for these uh, loyal Mayo Media Network listeners, what is your favorite stack or two on this night? I mean, the one that I'm probably going to jam in and I'm not going to change is McDavid, Tricettle, and Bouchard. Um, just because I want to get that savings on Bouchard to get me enough to get Matthews. Uh, that's probably going to be the one I have uh, for sure on. I know on the morning skate, you had Leon, McDavid, and Barry. I'm, I'm going Bouchard. I'm going with it. Shot, shot King, Bouchard. He's going to hit the bonus. Why not? Let's good old go. shot king that's what they call him um <laughs> all right um yep. you know it's obviously tough with six games to not repeat ourselves or whatever but um the chicago you know the adam got that value that he offers i think is really useful um in fitting in some of these studs and what you know what's really unfortunate about it for me is that lastly i was on Goddard playing with patrick kane and he actually stepped into the first power play. And I'm like, oh my God, I saw this early. I'm, I'm, I'm going to print like Adam Goddard's going to score, do all this. He didn't do anything. He played 18 minutes. I think he had a shot on goal. Um, so, you know, with these small chances, something changes there. I'm actually looking at it though. Like I have confirmation that he's, you know, top line, top power play. He's minimum salary. And I don't think people will take even a second look at him. So I like getting Adam Goddard and stacking him up, you know, with his power play mates, Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett. Duncan Keith evens on that power play. Like those guys, they, they might not get there, you know, 70% of the time, but when they do, they have some real slate winning upside. So that's where I'm looking in tournaments first off. I'm going to take a, a real cheap last one here. Um, I took a different angle on this on the morning skate pod, but, you know, just kind of looking at everything again, depending on what the Islanders do. And as I mentioned, they could definitely change it up. But Palmieri and Wallstrom correlated on the power play. Uh, it was with Letty. Well, I know some people have been playing him um, just because of the value he gives you. And he is just a okay player overall. Um, but he had six shots on goal against Buffalo, which was, you know, it, it's a one-off. You know, he's not going to do that super often. That's, you know, hitting the shot bonus. But he would fit in really nicely with that. I mean, that is a 3,400 Palmieri, a 2,900 Wallstrom, and a 3,100 Letty. And that's going to give you the ability to get in that, you know, McDavid, Matthews, Bouchard, um, and Dreisaitl that I want to get. No, so Wallstrom, you know, if, if they just repeated their last game, Wallstrom had four shots on goal um, and no points. Palmieri had two shots on goal and no points. And Letty had six shots on goal and no points. So if they could just do that again, but get the points, <laughs> you could print fat stacks of Benjamins. All right. Um, so, you know, one other sort of, I'm going to go a little off the wall here. I mean, I already gave you the Chicago, so, you know, you guys know the really good place, but I will get creative with some Montreal. Um, Romanov is a guy who stepped in filling the ice time of Shea Weber. And unfortunately, Petrie sort of took, you know, soaked up a lot of the, the, the power play role, but Romanov went up to 3,300 against Ottawa and, you know, was coming off a 13 minute night against these Leafs. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. But he goes out, um, you know, and plays 20 minutes against Ottawa. He's going to be on the second power play with guys like Cole Caulfield, um, you know, even Josh Anderson. Like, it, there is a viable path to stacking up on some cheap Montreal guys and saying, 
you know, if Matthews is going to get there, he needs Montreal to push them. You know, he needs Montreal to put up three or four goals so that Matthews can go out and get a hat trick, you know, win five or four or something. So I do kind of like, you know, getting the value on a guy like Romanov um, and, you know, Caulfield, Anderson, even Deneau, like his, you know, Caulfield center at five on five, like they're all cheap. They're all solid values. And I think they do sort of correlate well with like a game stack almost. Um, so that's one area that I will continue to sort of ponder. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of the Montreal line changes coming into the Thursday night slate because uh, we'll get those 30 minutes for the game and they, we, we might get some real fun combinations to work with in tournaments. So let's, uh, let's end the show right there, Deej. Anything else before we go? No, no, definitely. I mean, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, first year coming to an end. Of, I know it's the cat in the background there. Good luck, cat, of course. Um, first season coming closer and closer to the end. So thanks for everyone who either you know started with us and stuck with us or joined along the way. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely excited to give you even more coverage in the playoffs, which is some of my favorite DFS time of the year. I think that really can be exciting. What in the world is your cat doing? There's a toy um, hanging. <laughs> Oh, I saw like, something moving too. I'm like, what is he? Is he trying to play hockey in the background there? What's, um, but yeah, no, thanks for everyone. Uh, thank you to prize picks for jumping in and sponsoring the show. It, you know, it means a lot to us. I know it was like, we've been doing podcasts since we were in, in our college dorm rooms and we finally, for the yeah. first time ever saw a sponsor that was really cool for us. I mean, I, you guys might not really care much on it, but it might be something <laughs> to us. So yeah, who cares what you think? This is our podcast. It's awesome. Um, also a video show. And by the way, if you're not on the video show, you just saw my cats in the, the background. Cat in the background, just all yeah, of a sudden waving around a tw- having a freaking psychotic episode. Um, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I'll I'll echo everything you say. The support's been awesome. We really appreciate you guys. You know, keeping in touch, reaching out to us uh, via Twitter, and of course, we'll be back for the playoffs. Um, so you know, with all of that said, thanks, Prize Picks. Good luck on Thursday, everybody, and we will see you.